later on this episode. Literally, right when we started having the first conversations about you know opening a restaurant, it was it wasn't just me, and it was my dream. Um, but I immediately involved my brother and my partnership Joe because I understood the dynamic of having you know multiple people with the same vision to be able to conquer everything you want and like. You know, I know there's a lot of individuals doing a lot of individual goals and uh, accomplishments, but you know, the kitchen has always been a team game. Restaurants are a team sport, and uh, you know, if you don't recognize that from the get, things get exponentially harder. Folks, I'm super excited uh, to be here together with a good friend, probably one of the the first friendships. Uh, that I had as I moved to the great state of Michigan back in 2017. Uh, my man, chef, restaurateur, I, I think serial entrepreneur when I think of John, uh, because I know that this third restaurant he's got coming up, Basan Detroit, is literally just another one of those Lego chips that he's stacking in the empire that he and his brother and Chef Joe and the others are building. But John Vermiglio, thank you, brother, for being together thank with me today. Thank you. Really thrilled to be here. Yeah. Uh, so many great things happening right now. And and the list of people behind you, you're always so gracious and generous in recognizing the others on the team. I want to talk about team when we get started today, but I got to start with the first four questions I ask everybody. Okay. Favorite color? Green. Favorite afternoon snack? Boy, that's a tough one. <laughs> Ask a chef what their favorite snack is. <laughs> I'm like eating scraps out there, whatever the yeah. heck I can find. So, and also like my roots are not planted in fine dining uh, by any stretch. We grew up eating a little different than that. That's so, it, right? Yeah. So like little easy things ex excite me. Pizza bagels, love it. You know, this is where this is our starting off point. This is where the, the core pizza started. bagels. I love it. Hey, look, a hundred conversations I've had with people. <laughs> the first time I heard pizza bagels. Well, you're not going to see me out there eating a bag of like mixed nuts. It's not. It's not. That's just not me. I can't do it. So, yeah, love it, it. it's literally whatever comes across my plate. OK, I mean, so so the the green loving pizza bagel loving kid, favorite childhood superhero. Wasn't a huge superhero, dude, but I got to go with probably Superman. Okay. Yeah. I'm good I'm with that. Yeah. Last question. Everyone that I know in my life has a real uh, passion, appreciation for certain music, certain artists, uh, <laughs> sometimes certain tracks, favorite musician, record, or track. I feel like this is going to probably disappoint a lot of people out there. Uh, but And there's two of them in a close race. But uh, I'm a huge Dave Matthews Band fan uh, and also a huge John Mayer fan. So, again, music wasn't a huge part of my upbringing. And I list, grew up listening to what my mom listened to. Yeah. Elton John, The Beatles, Billy Joel. I can hang with all of them. You see me singing the classics out there. Um, but, yeah, Dave Matthews Band still consistently listening and i don't even he's he's released new music and i'm still listening to the like late 90s early 2000s john was yes he was he was a great dude and i'm yeah. still hanging on to him you know <laughs> still got the hair gel i'm still living the dreams from that time and that's part of it for sure so it just it's like a general feel good for me and it brings that like nostalgia back so still actively listening but now <sighs> 
I, my radio doesn't work in my car, let's be clear here. So the li- <laughs> music's down low here. My uh, man is literally pouring every profit <laughs> back into his people, his customers, his consistent clients correct. at the restaurants, yeah. right? That's right. He doesn't right. even have a working radio. Who needs it? Yeah. I Listen, I ordered one of those Ford Broncos and I've been waiting for two years. So if anyone from Ford's out there listening, let's get it going. I want my car. COVID created a chip radio. shortage. Yeah. Not even a radio, <laughs> but I listen to a lot of sports talk. That's my, my go-to. Ninety-seven, one, love it. Take it, yeah. That's what I listen to. I'll take it. So, <clears throat> to clarify, though, before we come off of the Dave Matthews band and John Mayer comment, which yes, it did not warm me up at all. Uh, <laughs> Samantha would not be upset with you, so it's okay as long I, as Birdie likes it. Like I, I can, yeah. I can take it. Right? Yeah, I yeah. think she was it's a pretty never fanatical a crowd favorite until I'm at the concert surrounded by everyone that does listen to it. I had a ex-girlfriend who was had wildly great taste in music and she would provide me with music all the time. CDs, of course, back yeah. in that day. And uh, she really kept me like current and on there. And then once that ended, that was it. So I still have a few of those CDs somewhere yeah, around great. there. Just not a working room <clears throat> to play them on now. So. That's awesome. So um, let, let's jump right into um, the way that you have begun to build this mini empire of restaurants, of places that people aspire to go to, to enjoy company with other people that they care about and respect. Love what you did with Grey Go, second best. You've got a third project coming up, but I want to start not with the actual projects. I want to start with the way you've built your teams. And I say that because when I think of like the four man ladder group and all the awesome people that, you know, we've been blessed to meet on your uh, on your teams throughout the recent years, I'm just like, I always love them. I'm I'm just like host. Love that person. Yeah. You know, bartender. Love that person. You know, bar manager. Love that person. Right. Every experience has always been special. I think that says a lot about you. Says maybe a lot about you, Chef Joe, your brother, everybody else involved in the group. And I know I'm omitting names, but um, tell me about your philosophy in finding good people and helping them be great. Yeah, well, I appreciate the kind words for sure. No doubt. Um, Because that is far and away our greatest asset. And I know that's something that you echo in your sentiments to your team as well. Um, But yeah, we've been wildly lucky to assemble the team that we have. And, um, you know, it stems back many years, uh, you know, literally right when we started having the first conversations about, you know, opening a restaurant. It was, it wasn't just me and it was my dream. Um, but I immediately involved my brother and my partnership, Joe, um, because I understood the dynamic of having, you know, multiple people with the same vision to be able to conquer everything you want. And like, you know, I know there's a lot of individuals doing a lot of individual goals and uh, accomplishments, but you know, the kitchen has always been a team game. Restaurants are a team sport. And, uh, you know, if you don't recognize that from the get, things get exponentially harder. And I've worked with chefs who did, you know, open their own restaurant mm-hmm. and, and it was just them and they worked themselves to death. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, just too much. So, um, you know, now that we have the establishment and, and even, you know, when we were building Gregos, like we set up a card table outside the restaurant and we just post it up on every you know job looking site you could get to mm-hmm. uh, that we would be 
having open interviews. We just sat out there hoping for the best. It wasn't a great turnout, but mm-hmm. you know, we were really selling them on the same belief systems and mindsets that we had. So it's an easy sell when you actually stand behind what you do when you're a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I'm still there all the time. Um, so now, you know, fast forward to it. It's a snap decision for me, right? I, I, I need somebody that knows how to serve food or shake a cocktail or, you know, flip a pancake. Yeah. But I also need someone who has the same vision as me, that has the same mindset as us, um, that is, you know, that same goal oriented. Um, and I can tell that right off the rip. I'm not like some magic genie or anything, but like, you know, those first impressions that like snap decision. And once I meet someone, I'm like, all right. I mean, just did it yesterday. Just hired someone, <clears throat> same day. I'm like, I like what you got going. Let's do it. Tell me about, um, so I love it, right? I mean, I love the fact that it, it, it really did begin with the vision. And, and that's why I always, you know, we're in such different industries. But, you know, there's so many things that you'll say, like, as just like side conversation to me. I'm like, man, that's exactly the way I look at it, yeah. you know? And it started with this vision. And then you started putting together your key people. You brought in people that you really cared about, respected, loved, that you knew would respect your vision, I assume. And then you set up some basic requirements. Obviously, the skill sets are important. So I like the fact that you're saying, hey, like, look, first, I need them to be able to do the actual job. But then the first impression, what is it in the first impression that you're looking at that you're saying, man, we're on the same same wavelength here? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of it, particularly in this day and age, is just that level of like humanness and being real and genuine and um you know, not fake. And I think there's so much of that now and so many people playing a role that they aren't necessarily in. And I think there's an aspect of that in, in, in being able to grow. But I also think there's a certain, you know, allure of people who are just real and genuine. And, um, you know, I don't know if I can pinpoint exactly what, which part of it, you know, that I see, but, um, but yeah, you got to kind of have that warm and fuzzy feeling and usually and not every time. And I love when people surprise me. But typically speaking, once I start to really peel back the layers of people and you start to see, you know, what's underneath, you can generally say like, all right, I know this person's going to be here for a long time. I know they're going to be here for a short time. I know they're going to please me or they're not going to. Yeah. Um, so and, and in the restaurant game and I'm sure just like here, too, you, you kind of get all walks of life. Um, and you never know what where the backgrounds are. Um, so hard work, I think, is really my biggest thing. It's like if you can just put your head down and work and yeah. have a genuine understanding of what you are doing and your surroundings, like go stay off your phone, too. Yeah, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, look, 100 percent. Look, one of my just simplest pet peeves is is walking through the firm. You know, we've got 20,000 square feet up here. you got 80 to 100 people and uh, people are on their phone not to reach out to a client or, or someone to add value, but <laughs> to be on the phone. And it's like, oh, man, you're just you're killing me, Smalls. You're just yeah. killing me with that habit. Right. Let's park that for a second. But I wanted to recognize that that's in every industry today. And it just right. it's an issue with humanity. Right. The just staring at the phone. Um, um you taught you spoke about teamwork and great restaurants that are creating great experiences uh, a great product uh, it really comes down to great teamwork uh at the four-man ladder group it's my man will that rounds out the four right 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. I was sorry because if if it wasn't, then will I just made myself look stupid? <laughs> I maybe offended you or John or someone else. But you know, yeah. I mean, I think about even my experiences with Will. Um, when I see him just as like one of the key operators and, and even in private experiences, the way he just comes in, it's like air traffic control, if you will. Yeah. Right. He's a stealth assassin. Uh, yeah. I mean, no just, yeah, he's he's a gentlemanly assassin. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. Talk to me about how you guys divide and conquer the work at the restaurant group. Sure. And and you should note that Will, you know, Dave and I, of course, started this restaurant dream yeah. many years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chef Joe came along about mm-hmm. 2009, 2010. And Will was sort of added into the mix <clears throat> shortly after my brother moved back here in like 2014 or something. Drunken evening at uh, Hamlin Pub in Royal Oak. And Will was bartender there. And Dave was like, yeah, we're going to open a restaurant. Me and my brother. <laughs> like, you got to be a part of it. And Will's like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, and then Dave kind of like followed, yeah, right. And then Dave like followed him to every restaurant that he went to, which for Will was like, he's opened all of the great restaurants in Detroit. I mean, the guy's a complete bad behind the that bus. bar. Um, so, you know, as it got closer and became more real, you know, we obviously continued to court him and threw, threw things his way. And, um, you know, he worked his way in based off of a big investor that he was going to join into the investment with yes. it was going to be a biggest uh, fundraise he's coming in he's like i'm bringing this guy i want a partnership you know because we didn't even i didn't even know the guy and i had only met him like one time mm-hmm. and uh dave of course knew him superficially as on the either side of the bar in yeah. the hands of alcohol um and we did and his and we were like all right well we need his money and we know we need somebody that can bartend because we have you know Dave doing the business uh, side of it and the financials. And we got Joe and yeah. myself running, you know, the kitchen. And we can also oversee the front of the house. Uh, but we, you know, I can pour a shot. I can crack a beer open. That's about the extent of my knowledge yeah. behind the bar. Uh, so we threw him in. And then his guy ended up bailing. It's a sweet deal for Will. Uh, because, you know, they, he didn't end up coming to the table with anything um, besides his incredible skill and like i look back now and i'm like you know because obviously you think about it right i'm yes. gonna either own 33 percent of this thing or i'm gonna own 25 yes uh actually 26 and a half yes got the top <laughs> investor tiebreaker right here no big deal um but you know you you don't know and i'm like well yes. we got it we we need this so like let's do it and you know it's comical to think about now because we would be nothing without that guy uh, and nothing without each of the players that we've been able to acquire as we've moved on. So now a four man ladder has two, um, three employees, which is that's crazy. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so we've got a director of operations. Now we've got a director of guest relations. We've got a director of events. So, um, you know, it's weird now to wrap my brain around and it's still hard to get away from the, you know, like I want to touch everything. I want to do everything because it's my little baby. And like we built this mm-hmm. thing, but I'm also <clears throat> trying to let that team do those things. And I'm trying to build that, you know, next generation, right? Cause if we're not doing that, if we're not working to advance our team, then like, what's the point, you know? So <clears throat> there's uh there are two themes I'm hearing in your comments. I want to hit on the first one. Uh, which which came to mind, which to me, it's, um, you know, to run any successful organization, whether you want to be in the restaurant space or anything else, you got to win the war for talent. Yeah. And it sounds like from the minute that David met Will and, and had the Will experience, um, 
it was evident to Dave that Will needed to be a part of the future of your organization. Yeah. And that's powerful. You know, I think there's a lot to be said for, you know, trusting your gut. And when you meet a great person, just knowing like, now this person's great. And I, I shouldn't be a snob or play hard to get or be passive aggressive about it. Like, dude, you are great. And we're going to do something great. And I want you to be a part of that. I think that's a really awesome story because I think so many small business owners could benefit today from having more confidence and courage to just meet a person and on the spot say, man, I think we could do something pretty special together. Yeah. You want to comment on that? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, um, you know, sometimes it's so, especially now, it's so easy to play a role or play a part and and say the right things. And, and we've certainly been duped uh, by interviews that went, you know, unbelievably well. And I yeah. like walk out and I'm like, that was like the greatest interview I've ever sat through. <laughs> and then like the person comes along and you're like, oh, that's totally you. got duped, huh. you know? And so like, you know, social media, phone, everything's allowing you to be whoever the hell you want to be. Yeah. So like to be able to see through that, past that, and hope that like you're right about your general instinct, instinct of those people is, um, it's huge. I'm lucky to be able to have somewhat of the ability to do that and also to understand that, like, if I'm going to get to where I'm trying to go, it's not going to be everyone follow me and do exactly like I say, but I just need them to listen and be inspired and move in the same general direction because they're going to have people below them that need to listen to that. That's uh, so you just led me in very well to the second point. And I want to be clear with anybody listening. JV walks in today and 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 I'm like, hey, are there any three specific things that two or three things you want to talk about? And he's like, I, nah, I don't know. And he's like, I know somebody sent me some questions, but I didn't look at them. <laughs> so so look, this this conversation is not choreographed, None. but you teed me up very well for my second point. My second point was allowing people to focus on their zone of genius and live their greatest gift. And so, you know, when you can bring someone like a will in and again, create the will experience in opening up gray ghosts then second best, which is still first best in my heart. Um, yeah, no doubt. I mean, just seriously, like the, the lyrical genius experiences that occur in second best with the music selection. I'm just like, how could you want to hang out anywhere else in Detroit if you want to listen to great music? There's, just, there's a reason there's no jukebox in second best. <laughs> Can't be trusting it. Who let the dogs out? It's only funny uh, one time. Yeah, and, and don't play John Mayer at one in the morning. <laughs> no, there's a reason I don't touch the audio either. Yeah, But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when you, when you pull this team together of, of gentlemanly assassins and you let everyone run in their lane of genius, you know, there's a lot to be said about that because you reference control control right and trusting and 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 where do you think i i think that's something that all of us struggle as business owners or entrepreneurs it's you know trusting that someone else could possibly love and obsess about our vision as much as we do where or when do you think you began to develop the emotional fortitude to not overwhelm your teammates in areas that they're better than you at I think, um, yeah, I, I spent some time in a lot of other kitchens prior to running my own, of course. Yeah. And Which was your favorite? <clears throat> your favorite. You skipped walking into this kitchen every day. Oh, 
Well, that's a great question. Probably Table 52, which was Art Smith's restaurant. Um, Love it. Just in terms of like, I was in a really good space there and I was, I had come fresh out of working at Charlie Trotter's and I, oh, yeah. the most formative period of my life. Yeah. Um, I lived in a lot of fear during that time <laughs> and stress and anxiety, um, which is kind of what led you know it, it's literally led me down to be the person that i am today that time yeah. in that kitchen but you know i came out of it and i just i learned a ton i grew a ton while i was working for art smith and i traveled the world with him i love it uh, and the restaurant was just like it was like a little southern home and mm -hmm. he was just the hospitality was overflowing and like people were pumped and it was like fried chicken and mashed potatoes yeah. and it was fried catfish and yeah. so it was just a really like big comfort thing that you know that was probably a lot that led to it. And like I said, I, I had come in and, and had a lot of respect already kind of thrown at me. And I look at it now and I'm like, I was an absolute terror and I was flipping plates and I was dumping, you know, gallons of pickling liquid over people's <laughs> stations after they cleaned it. And like, you know, I did some really harsh stuff. So I had a lot of harsh realities during that time, but did love it. So, getting out of the way of your people who are super talented and, and yeah and sorry we got totally no no, no it's, I, I do that i do that often fried chicken and mashed potatoes i'll always bring uh, you back but yes i think it is hard to fathom that somebody can have that same vision and that same drive that you do that's going to lead with the same like i got to get it done because I'm the I'm the last straw. Yeah. Um, so the kitchens that I I came up in, I always had that mentality, and I I witnessed the people that didn't, and I watched them come and go, and I watched them you know stay complacent or stay yeah. in the same area, and those of us who did take that level of ownership, um, yeah, we we were the ones who got to rise through the ranks. So it's hard no, though now as the owner and as you know the person at the top to think that people can do that. But I try to remind myself, like, well, I did that. Yeah. I had that mentality. Mm. Um, but also the talent that we have running, you know, the bar and the kitchen at Second Best and the bar and the kitchen at Gregos and, like, that whole team. Like, I have to bite my tongue and, you know, kind of hold myself back from trying to put my finger into everything. And I can't now because it's it's growing. It's a beast of its <laughs> Too own. Too many tentacles. But, but also, yeah. like everybody's just so wildly talented and i think we underestimate everyone if we want to micromanage everything mm -hmm. we do i think sometimes if we can let them fly they'll rise to the occasion especially mm -hmm. the good ones right mm -hmm. so um so we i try to bear that in mind and I, I use my time on my ride home even though i am listening to talk radio mm -hmm. totally in my head to kind of review and think about everyone and then i try to have little conversations with each person to, to just kind of boost them up and mm -hmm. kind of keep them along aligned with my vision i guess you could say um but yeah i've been crazy lucky to have the people that we do and the people that have stuck around as long as they have mm -hmm. i mean my employee retention rate is insane for a restaurant um so totally humbling and i try mm -hmm. to just not screw it up every day what do you think um i mean that that's a, a um My impression has been being in Michigan, there's there there is healthy turnover in the restaurant business. Uh, my impression has been right. Yeah, <clears throat> well, you're not wrong, yeah. <laughs> especially okay. now. And yeah. that pandemic had yeah. really, you know, it stopped time. And for those of us who were in the kitchen, like that was something we never experienced before. Yeah. Of like, <clears throat> oh, it's Friday night. 
and I'm not doing anything. I'm not sweating sure. my ass off making you know steaks for 700 people. Um, yeah. So then you started like, oh, okay, I, I see why you know or what I could do with my time, and and so I think in some regards it helped to weed out the people who were like, this isn't. I'm not here for the long haul. This isn't necessarily what yeah. I'm after. Yeah, the commitment. But it also, I lost a lot of good people that you know had been with me for a long time because they were like they saw the light. And it's good. Like, I'm happy that they did that, yeah. but it also is tough. And now it's like there's so many jobs that you can just be your own boss and drive around. Yeah. So, like, that, like, kind of lost soul that, you know, restaurants are notorious for having around that was like, you know, doing a bunch of drugs and barely getting up for their shift, coming in and being like unbelievable. Yeah. And then, like, doing it all over again the next day. Like those people are, you know, they're not around anymore. They're clipping weed or delivering from yeah. DoorDash or, you know, whatever the case is. So for us, like that's why I'm investing so much, particularly in the kitchen into younger talent, because yeah. those are the ones who still have the drive. They don't, you know, have years of experience to sure. hold resentment. Like they're still young, they're eager. And for me, I just want to pass it on. Like I want people to come up the same way I did. I want people to talk about their experience working at Gregos the same way I do about the places that I Why is that important to you? I've heard um, you make that comment before. Yeah, and it's not about fame. It's not about like, you know, leaving a legacy or anything like that. I think it's just knowing that I can look back and say like, I did it the right way. Like, cause that to me holds the world of like, people respect me. They genuinely like me. They mm -hmm. may get angry with me, but there's mm -hmm. a general understanding that like, I'm a good human mm -hmm. and somebody that you can, you know, try to be a little bit like, yeah. I'd like to think. Yeah. Um, so knowing that people <clears throat> will speak fondly of their time there or make a reference to something, or even if they're just, you know, using some of my common phrases that I uh, use probably entirely too often. Um, but just to know that you had that impact, like it's powerful. Yeah. It's powerful. Shit. And it's stuff like I didn't think about when I was young. Like I just, I guess I wasn't a very profound child. I just was so happy all the time. Yeah. So I wasn't looking at this, you know, half empty situation it was always half full. Like, it's like, we're doing this thing. I'm happy. And, and so now to look back at it, it's been really, enlightening to see that the people that stick out to me the people that had that kind of an impact and hopefully the impact that i'm having on you know other people give, give us a, a few johnisms what are what are a few things that you, you feel like a lot you of terrible repeat, dancing repeat every day every week i say a lot of things are a disaster which is um you know overused for sure uh you know use the term a lot going down when you're uh, like busy as hell and yeah. in, in the whatever facet of the restaurant i'm yeah. sure in other industries as well but, sure uh i use that entirely too often in not in the right application because people are like you're going down and i'm like i just use it to be like i'm busy like there's a lot of to do like i don't have time to be having this conversation but it's you know total wrong nomenclature there so oh my gosh if yeah. i but like walked around here and said that in a blue suit and white shirt yeah. And, and yeah let's Just be like clear i wore down. a hoodie today for vermiglio because i was like this is uh, for you. look at this I mean, this little dick new bag yeah. this is as fancy he as i get a blazer on and i took my suit off yeah i wanted to i mean this is as good as it this is like a 10 year old <clears throat> american apparel sweatshirt but and the least grease-stained pants I could find. When I walk out of here, I'm literally going to walk around the hallway, and as people say hello, to, I'm going down. 
Yeah. <laughs> going, don't don't have walking. time going down. It works. <laughs> Give me another Johnism. Done. Uh, so I, I try to be the general cheerleader whenever I can. And Which even though at. I know, like I'm like popping on the line when it's, yeah. you know, eight 30 on a Saturday yeah. night and yeah. everyone's just getting their ass kicked and yeah. I'm just, I'm yelling out, we're doing it. Yeah. And I, my cooks do it all, all the time now. Yeah. Um, so I can hear it in the back. We're just, doing oh, it. We're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> you know, and I just want people to know like, Hey, I'm here together with you even though you know you might catch me talking to a guest yes. maybe i'm ripping a shot because somebody bought me one yeah. you know, i don't want to do that you know that's not what i'm after but <laughs> somebody has to i'm so, doing it but you know it, it's that level of like i live with this guilt because i just see all these people working hard and it's restaurant work is not easy i hate <laughs> that it's still referenced as unskilled labor because that's insane i could list off some unskilled labor yeah. this is not one of them um but you know people just bust in their ass. and so like for me i just can't i can't not be a part of it i can't not be doing it so like if i'm there i'm there till the end and yeah. i'm there till two in the morning i'm shutting the lights off yeah. and i'm mopping the floor i'm yeah. cleaning the toilets way more than i should be as a restaurant owner it's sure people do some gross at restaurants yeah um but you know th there's a general literal guilt and i try not to and i try to wrap my brain around like i have a team and there's a reason that they do it and i see you know fellow restaurant owners and other chefs that they're like <laughs> friday night and they're like i'm leaving early i'm going to the pistons game and like mm -hmm. i want to do that but i also <clears throat> feel guilty you know when i go on vacation i don't post pictures because i don't want them to think like i'm busting my ass over here for this guy and he's right. sitting on the beach you know uh why is that your problem uh i don't think why, it is. why think is why is someone else being 90 percent behind you on the conveyor belt of life your burden to bear um i don't know that's a really great question i think there's a lot of times where i wish i didn't necessarily think like that but it's also just like you know you i, I always want everyone to feel like they have a reason to <clears throat> to be working hard and they can see it right and like when you're on a hotline on a friday night and getting your at you're going down and the owner's down. in there We're and he's it. just sitting there hanging out with his friends and you you know you start to see like all the things that frustrate you and you you get mad like maybe not every night but some nights and you see it or the restaurant or the owner's never around and you're like in the kitchen and you're like well we need a new you know food processor and it's and the owner's just like no but you don't have any rapport with them you don't you know you never see him but do you do that no, hell no. Do you say I'm, do you say no to the equipment, the tools uh, that your team needs? No, because I'm right there with them. Okay, you so don't. I need them too. So we know you don't do that. Yeah. Right. So that wasn't a good example. <laughs> okay. So let's back out to the example well. before that. You're sitting and you're talking to some of your most consistent, loyal, loving clients and advocates out in the world. Yeah. Like these are people who are coming in. They care about what they order. They're cognizant that like restaurants can't be in business if you don't get up out of that table in 90 minutes. Yeah. Like, sorry, anybody who thinks like it's not Starbucks. <laughs> it's okay. Let's just get, get, get past, out. you know, it's yeah. not WeWork. It's not Starbucks. Relax. 90 minutes, two hours, two and a half hours is plenty of time to have a nice thoughtful dinner yeah. and to still be thankful for the fact that you had to pay for it. So I want to make that clear to the entire world while we're together today. <laughs> I appreciate that. But why would you're the visionary. You're the advocate, the greatest advocate of the brand, which makes you Definitely. the greatest advocate of the people. 
which you've already clearly stated are your greatest asset. Yep. And great ghosts and second best don't exist without those people, right? They, no. they do not. I mean, if, if Dave doesn't do a good job at being fiscally responsible with the organization, a lot of bad things can happen. If Chef Joe, you know, all of a sudden stops being a Bears fan, a lot of things can go down negatively, <laughs> yeah, right? If Will is not masterful in what he does not just with the cocktails but dude this dude's an operator like i love that guy i mean will i, I mean i don't care what will is serving watching him operate i'm like he's the man of yeah. course people love him like yeah. no shock or surprise right yeah. <clears throat> so if i'm in gray ghost and you don't come over for 10 minutes to say hello and greet and be polite and kind to my wife like you are every time or our guests whether they're clients or people in the firm like that's why we stop there you yeah. know that's why i stopped there wednesday yeah. looking for you right yeah i i just <clears throat> i say it to you because i i suffer from that same thing right alex and i this morning just this morning and she can call it out i said tell me a time i've taken a vacation with my family which are my biggest priority and I've not taken meetings all week while I'm on vacation with them, yeah. but vacation, right? So I don't want to hear it if I have to text somebody while they take a day off and, and they're going to be hurt that, oh, he didn't know it was my day off and he's texting me. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but I'm not going to carry that burden. Yeah. Because I'm just way further down the conveyor belt. If you want the things we've been able to achieve and create for ourselves, then you just have to do the same nasty, dirty, grinding, yeah. rejection-ridden that we've done. And you <laughs> yeah, are welcome to, put it. <laughs> to follow us. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And I think it's getting harder, or that path is getting more and more blurred because, you know, now I can be an influencer at 22 years old and make millions of dollars. You know? <laughs> we were talking about, so I was like, I've never had more 23 year olds ask me if I need help with the vision and goals in my life. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, about? is it because my handle is Detroit Manny that they think like I'm a kid? Like you don't even know what I do for a living. Like let, let alone yeah. the blessing of a family I have. And you're asking me if I need help with my life goals. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, it's, it, right? Yeah, it, it, it's it's insane for sure. Oh. Uh, and, and, you know, hats off to him because I'm sure if given the opportunity, I'd probably look nicer than I do now. And I'd probably be making a lot of money. Uh, but, you know, I, I, do, I just I don't like my father is the hardest working human I've ever seen. And he was my entire life, yet still always found time to be like everywhere I was. And I now have a child impending and I'm like how the hell did he do that how the hell was he where he needed to be he still had three jobs like i didn't ever think he was absent but like he worked his ass off and when yeah. he wasn't working you know for financial gain my mom was working his ass at home for you know residential gain uh so you know it's it's a weird thing to look at but i want you know especially in the kitchen because it is just gritty dirty nasty hard work like i just want those people to see that like i'm still putting it in i'm still mm -hmm. doing it because that's what it takes so yes it is on a different level and like there is some days and it sounds ridiculous but like i don't want to come out and say hello to you know whoever this person mm -hmm. is that i barely know but they mm -hmm. come in all the time i do it because it's part of the game and you know, generally speaking, I'm happy about it, but like, you know, it's hard to separate people have this social goal when they go out 
and then they bring me out there and i'm like i'm still in the middle of my work day yeah you know? and it's oh, like oh, have yeah. a, ha, sit down have a glass of yeah. wine with us and i'm like yeah. i got to do and yeah. i'll do it because my guests mean the world to me but yeah. then it's like that just tacks on 30 40 60 minutes to the end of my day so now yeah. instead of me finishing up at you know one o'clock in the morning it's mm -hmm. two o'clock in the morning or three mm -hmm. o'clock in the morning and those days mm -hmm. are still realistic but like it's all part of it every mm -hmm. bit of it is part of it every mm -hmm. bit of it paints the picture that i want you to look at when you come mm -hmm. into grego's or second best or soon to be Bassan. um so so yeah i do live with the burden i totally hear what you're saying and it's the pot calling the kettle black here uh <laughs> totally. so ironic but totally. but yeah both something for us to think about and i think the rest of the world too i think but a healthy balance because now everybody's sitting there thinking like i gotta have this work-life balance and like somehow the work-life balance Dude. became like life is 90 percent and work is 10 and like that's up. <laughs> well you're right that's not it I mean, what's more fudge bomb than that is the fact that you are willing to consider that somehow prioritizing your personal life ahead of everything at work can still allow you to provide enough value at work to where you're compensated at the same yeah. level. Yeah. And it's like, hey, I, I tell people all the time, like, if, if you need more time for yourself, that makes sense. The amount of value, unless you upskill yourself to be able to incrementally add more value in less time to the organization, you might have to be compensated less. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, if you can upskill yourself and show me how, you know, we get 1.5x in half the time, I'm in. Yeah. I'm your biggest fan, actually. Yeah. You like just that, added a tremendous value to the organization, right? But it's like you, you can't. We can't we can't allow the vision, the integrity of the brand and all the people that that brand supports for their own living, their own quality of life and existence at home with their families to be compromised by uh, somebody's uh, Instagram impression of work life balance. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. In increasingly difficult for sure. But <clears throat> and I believe in it. Like, I don't I want to have it. And I think my vision yeah, of it is a little different right now because mm -hmm. i'm still like kind of young and i still mm -hmm. want you know i still want i still want to be there yeah like i still want to be a part of it i still want mm -hmm. to cook you a six course meal and have you mm -hmm. say it's delicious or on it whichever one you yeah. whatever have never said um never you know said. so i do still want to have that and i do think the pandemic has helped us as an organization uh because you know i'm trying to we got a four-day work week for you know the most of the people in the restaurant because those three days are like heck yeah this is beautiful like now i have three days to recover four days on yeah um so i think it's just a constant state of assessment and um you know those of us at the top hopefully figure it out one way or the other but i think i could find it you know I'll always be hunting for the right balance. And mm -hmm. also, though, this kid's probably going to adjust some things for me. Yeah, with, I love it. And yeah. real quick. Yeah, so. obviously, massive congratulations to you and Andrea. Um, yeah, it's just such an exciting chapter in your lives. I think it'd be cool because I've only ever had to think about, well, I've thought about some relationships. Yeah. Mostly sure. just Andrea. And sure. I, of course, none other. No. 100%. Um, but also, you know, I just think restaurants like that's it. Yeah. I eat, sleep, breathe restaurants. <clears throat> and I have 
I will. Um, but it's nice to, I like the idea to think like, okay, well I have something else to shift my attention to. And don't get me wrong, I'm pumped to go home because I got two beautiful little fur babies that I adore with all my might. Uh, yeah. The dogs are A number one. I've already warned Andrea that it could be dicey <laughs> on who, which one I love more, the dogs or the baby. Uh, so we'll see. It'll probably depend on the amount of crying and the amount of sleep that this thing gets. Cause my, the dogs are down to sleep for days. Yeah. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So they'll, 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 we'll be getting a more healthy work-life balance, uh, inevitably. Cause I'm sure Andrea that's awesome. not going to leave me off the hook out there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great to hear. I, I've thought about how many times you've spoken about the vision, uh, for the restaurants and, and what you all are building. And I, one thing that I've always respected and have taken note of is you always, you often will comment about the significance that you want to have in the community and the impact that it's, it's beyond the restaurant. Like this is your skill set. This is your gift. It's your expertise. It's what you bring to the world first as a gift, but it's, it's, you know, wanting to be more do more, impact more in the community. Where where do you think that comes from? And tell me what you're thinking as you look at the next 10 years down the road. Uh, I mean, it easily comes from my, my parents and yep. they sort of instilled this idea of being a active member of my community, being an active member of giving back uh, whenever I can, being grateful for what I have. And so we did all kinds of things as kids coming up. And so now, you know, I look at it and it's like, when I worked for Charlie Trotter right out of culinary school, he used to just invite random people that he would meet or that were walking down the street in for lunch to the restaurant. And we weren't open for lunch. And this was a, you know, two Michelin star, mm -hmm. you know, one of the best restaurants in the world. And he would just pull some random stranger off the off the street or he'd bring in, you know, students from a inner city school on the south side for lunch. And like the cooks would scramble around like crazy because it wouldn't be like, hey, on Friday we got a lunch and it's Monday. It was like, hey, uh chef just invited five people to sit down. They're already sat. Like we gotta do lunch, you know? And you're like, holy shit. Um, but like getting to see people experience food like that and an experience like that uh, where they would never have done so is like super cool. And beyond that is like the lessons that we were able to show them and teach them and hopefully inspire them with is like, you know, it was just such a great feeling. And it was yeah. like, you know, our greatest asset is going to be able to teach the next generation to continue to do what we're doing or otherwise, <clears throat> you know, my old is going to be on that line still scrambling eggs right. and shit. Um, we're doing so, it but now you know fast forward all this way through and like i did this in detroit because i wanted to i grew up outside of the city i saw what was happening here and i wanted to be a part you know i knew like there's no way it could be like this forever and there's a paper from macomb daily 2006 that i stated like i want to open my first restaurant here in detroit with my brother um and obviously in 2006 it wasn't anything happening. Um, so I did, I waited it out and I watched it all happen and so many phenomenal restaurateurs and business people and everything, you know, contributing to what the city does. So I couldn't wait to get into it. And part of it is like, yes, I want your money to fund my business and, and keep mm -hmm. us afloat, but I also want to give 
back to you. So we do yeah. so much, uh, and I wouldn't have it any other way. It's tons of extra work. It causes us, you know, late nights, and it costs us money, and it costs us time, and it mm -hmm. costs us labor. And I never think about any of it. And I, all I can think is like, it's so cool to be able to go and feed the homeless, to feed mm -hmm. people that are donating money to feed mm -hmm. the homeless or premature babies like you mm -hmm. and I met together mm -hmm. uh, around. So like uh, that part has been so <coughs> rewarding. And, and also, you know, on the low superficial level of it, like it's also great exposure. So it's wild to me to um, not see how others don't feel inspired by that mm -hmm. and don't do it. And if we all did, we'd have to do it a lot less because everybody would be a lot better off. But we'll get there. Well, and I think in the in the in the presence of or in 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 keeping the desire to add value to others as like the front and center commitment we make in life and treat people well. You know, people talk about authenticity. Uh, but how about just like kind authenticity? Yeah. Because people walk around being jerks and 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 disguise it as oh, I'm just being myself. I'm being authentic. But like, no, like you're literally crushing 30 percent of the people you walk past with the way you treat them, the way you communicate, the things you say, uh, you know, being mindful of adding value in a kindly, authentic way. I mean, it just really feeds into the rising tide and the idea that hey this rising tide's going to lift all boats and a tide can only rise with more water so there there has to be a comfort level with you being selfish and saying i'm doing this because it's great but i'm also doing this because it's great for the business yeah and the 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 stronger the foundation the business stands on the more I can do these great things in the community. Would yeah. you agree? Yeah. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. And uh, yeah, yeah. I think just that moral obligation to just mm -hmm. be like a good mm -hmm. person is just becoming increasingly difficult to find. And I know there's been many references to the, like, you know, you put your shopping cart back into the little cart carousel when you're done grocery shopping. hundred percent like, of the time. And like, yeah. And like, that just seemed like that's just part of the deal. Like you, yeah. you went here, you, you, these people were working for you to be able to do what you needed to do. And like, you're using them for that, for, you know, what you needed. And then it's like, but you can't give it back. You can't just put the card in there, yes. you know? And it's even like, I tell my team, like somebody drops a napkin on the floor or whatever. And it's like, you, you just walk over it. And so like, you know, I don't understand. And I can't wrap my brain around how, anyone can have that sense of entitlement where it's like, well, I'm just too good for that. Like I'm too good to Agreed. be able to take the time to do this or to do that. And I get it. It's not a cut and dry, you know, in scenario every time. The shopping like, cart is. But yeah, thousands I mean, of that like, is. Just, If you could, if you could like, drive to good. go get your you can put the shopping cart back because 99% of the time you found <laughs> it in a neatly organized fashion, right. cleaned off somewhere inside that store. Yeah. And it just like if you do that, like you do probably most of the shit in your life, right? And it just seems so ridiculous to say, and I, you know, of course, but like when I saw that first on you know whatever social media platform, I was like, yeah, it's a great analogy because it's dead right. And I I was doing it before that, um, but like, sure, yeah, it just it it makes total sense, and it's just yeah, I just think about 
everything. I just can't help it. I like, I want to make everyone's life a little bit better. And I just wish that there was more people like you yeah. and Alex, <clears throat> me, where you, you know, that's generally part of the, the day to day. But when we got bigger problems than that, though, there's a lot. Yeah. Of- <laughs> totally. So, but that's why it's like the little things, like just live. You know, I'm not like some righteous dude that only does perfection out there by any stretch. I do a lot of dumb shit, mm-hmm. but like generally at the core of it all, like I just, I care. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. and so do you. And that's why mm-hmm. it's like, I'm going to get up early and take a shower and I'm going to come see Manny. <laughs> Even though I was at work till 3.30 in the morning, you know, because yeah. I'm like, this guy, he yeah, I appreciate it. you. You're my people. Appreciate so, you. Yeah. Hey, listen, whatever the hell you spent on that initial uh, auction, Back in the day for the marching times. Uh, wasn't enough. I'm worth at least triple whatever the hell you spent. Yeah, I mean, I'll yeah. tell you. I that mean, dinner we, was dynamite. I don't yeah. remember at all what we ate. But. We should. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we should wrap up with two things. Uh, w- one is um, I'll tell the story of how we met, which I think was pretty special. And has always, uh, it's been a story I, I, I tell does, a few dozen times a year about how I think um, just imperfect but good kind-hearted people can meet and and something special can come out of that but before i do that i wanted to make sure that i wrapped up with asking you about the vision of your group your organization your key partners you know besides basan detroit uh well comment on basan if you'd like for a minute and then talk to me about what what, what's on the horizon beyond basan because i know you're always playing chess you're a couple moves ahead on the board do that and then we're going to wrap up with how we met cool well yeah um basan coming late summer early where uh, fall it's uh in the district detroit we're on the north end of that uh district created by Olympia Development there. Uh, it's in the former Hotel Eddystone, which is- oh, 14, love it. Yeah, 14-story high-rise. We're yep. at the bottom of it is now uh, housing, affordable and not, or less affordable, I should say, depending. Uh, but yeah, first floor, uh, about 2,500 square foot, so similar in size to Grey Ghost, uh, with a little bit nicer kitchen facilities, which I'm enthused for. Pan-Asian street food is sort of the vibe we're going for. We're basing it loosely from uh, uh, the izakayas of Japan. Just, you know, the happy hour, shot in a beer, cocktail, light bites. um, You know, that's the the goal we're going for here. We're right outside the stadium, uh, Little Caesars. So I'm assuming that should be a nice location to have. Uh, And it will really bring us a plethora of people and all walks of life which i'm all about i try to be it's you know welcoming accepting to everyone that we can in our establishments um so yeah it's gonna be good and we've got like really great team uh being assembled to do this thing and uh yeah so we're, we're chomping at the bit there's drywall up or not drywall up excuse me there's studs up there's electrical there's plumbing so we're on the move and uh it's gonna be Really great. One of my favorite cuisines, and I, I can't even eat soy anymore. I developed a soy allergy late in life here, uh, which is crushing considering <laughs> I'm going to open an Asian restaurant. Uh, but it's going to be delicious. I'll promise I'll still use it in there. So, um, but then, you know, as far as the vision, uh, you're not wrong. There is another spot uh, hanging in the balance out there uh, behind this one. Um, but we're, you know, we're sort of treading lightly. Right, right before the pandemic, we had just purchased a old church and we're going to turn into a 
catering space and a commissary kitchen and like you know i was all in mm -hmm. we broke the business plan ready to go we bought mm -hmm. the church and then the pandemic hit and then we called them up thank god it was still pending from zoning mm -hmm. you're like yeah just kidding that's probably not gonna happen um but you know the fluidity is there i think because i don't know i don't know what the you know the, the world's gonna demand i don't know what the trends are gonna mm -hmm. do and if somebody comes to me with some brilliant idea i'm gonna be like mm -hmm. hot dog chicago style hot dog carts let's go whole fleet of them let's, do let's it. go breakfast taco trucks though man i mean come on <laughs> why, mean, why are you still I'm doing here. the hot dog thing with Listen, me it's the but, breakfast part that really freaks me out man yeah. That's yeah. early that's yeah early. you just gotta get an, another you yeah. gotta get another will on the team yeah <laughs> that's it man will 2.0 oh uh, it would cry i would love it I, you know what i'd love to have it if we could just we didn't we weren't relying on it for like solid income totally we were just having some fun we busted out of the park and we we're like hey i pull up in the street bring the whole mass mutual crew that's it like hey what's up we got bre <laughs> breakfast burritos you're down there slinging you think it you sell out? come on you sell out yeah, every yeah, we'd day murder it. we'd murder it yeah. what do you mean me we'd be both of us man yeah, i need that true. i need your heritage i need, I need that expertise that. in the in the burrito world I, you'll bring legitimacy to me yeah. well in the taco world that's you know, yeah, because yeah, Mexicans, I mean, that's not really a thing, right? Like, what yeah, happened yeah. was some some business person decided that, hey, I, if you could just make a taco that's 3x yeah. now you, you could, just americanize now you could it. sell that for 4x thousand percent that was more of a warren buffett move yeah. you know it'd be cool if you put entirely too much food inside a giant <laughs> flour tortilla and then you ate it and then that just like, became the normal I, yeah i've never hung out <laughs> in mexico and seen the burrito on the menu i don't think so but you know america's done some great things and some not so great things capitalism the world. Oh, what do you mean you don't want supersize your meal yeah, like I, wait Wait, the the medium has pound 700 calories in it the super size has 2000 so well, are you eating fast food let me ask you that. never you fast never uh -uh. no fast food no road trip you're cruising zero Families, like you gotta eat i know you got some starbucks yeah, that's it yeah you're and she packs the cooler everywhere I respect it. Packs a cooler everywhere. I knew that was going to be your you answer. Knew, I mean, you know, Birdie. Like she's she's, that. Packing, she's, she's packing a cooler for any trip, bringing yeah. her own food. She's yeah. leaving nothing to chance. Yeah. And uh, so legit. Yeah. She runs a tight Super ship, legit. man. She runs a tight ship. It's one of the reasons I'm not 400 pounds. Yeah. <sighs> So I'm on my way because Andre has got them pregnancy <laughs> snacks going. I've never had so much food in my house. I'm just like, she's like, eat I love this, it. this, 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 this when you get home. So three in the morning, I'm like, you got to send her our love. We're gonna, absolutely we're, so. we're gonna wrap up. Yeah. <clears throat> so John and I, uh, Matt, I moved to Michigan. I'm living uh, in affordable housing at that time temporary because samantha our children were young and you know they had to stay back in chicago and finish school and so i get here about four months ahead of them and <clears throat> between a hotel and affordable housing i'm here they land that summer and uh, at the end of the summer there was a march of dimes event and the march of dimes had an auction and one of the auction experiences was uh a private dinner in your home with Mr. Chef Vermiglio, Chef John, and Grey Ghost. And uh, as you will walk <clears throat> the pre-pandemic March of Dimes events, they'd have a number of different restaurants and, and really successful, well-known, kind, generous chefs 
all displaying, you know, what they thought was was something special that they could share with the attendees. And and then you get to vote and then someone gets the chef jacket and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, Chef John always, always, always giving that extra inch, right? Always giving that extra inch, that extra mile said, hey, we'll auction off a private dinner. So, of course, I show up. We had been introduced months before when I first moved here by an old colleague of mine, Sam Rodriguez, which was John's brother's roommate in college at Loyola. Frat bro. And and I was so overwhelmed by my new role in Michigan that I never reached out. I show up. I immediately see Grey Ghost. I immediately meet Chef John. And I'm like, oh, man, we were supposed to meet. Like, this is great, right? It goes up to bid. We get it. We buy the private dinner. We host the private dinner within a few months, and and uh, and I think that's all she wrote. And so there's three things that stand out to me about that. Uh, one is the power of a good nominator, and I think the fact that Sam was somebody that Dave held in high regard, and John had many good experiences with, and that's how we were introduced. That was meaningful. So we were already kind of um, winning in the potential runway of a relationship, right? Number two is the mindset of abundance and being generous every time you can be generous. And so I think the fact that we were there together at an event that uh, we were very proud to attend when I first arrived in Michigan, and I think that we were both being an abundant thinker and operator that day, and as generous as we could be with our time, talent, and treasures uh, to end up connecting. I think number two, that's really a big takeaway of mine. Anywhere we can pour into other people and other opportunities, I think is meaningful. And then number three, I think it's just the courage to do it. Um, You know, it's not always easy giving everything away simply because a charity or an organization asks. Would you agree? Definitely. And it's, and it's not always easy <laughs> to outbid really high profile, successful people that, you know, have a hundred X what you have, but you really say, you know, this happened for a reason and I'm going to have the courage to make this commitment. And so now, you know, I've benefited from it a thousand X in terms of our relationship and the rapport. And, and I think the, what's, the way we hold each other in regard. And, and to me, that's, that's invaluable. I recently had a conversation with somebody who said to me that they wanted to make certain that I valued their worth. And I thought to myself, I'm like, not only do I believe that I pay well above scale in almost every role within our firm, but then I also say like, how many CEOs are like me? Right. And how many people actually take the extra time to do the extra things to close the restaurant out two hours later than everybody else to still make my way around every table. And so I think like, well, how much is the relationship, the respect, the love that I give out? How much is that worth? Right. Yeah. And you do the same. Always admired watching you. You're a real operator. Appreciate um, when I think about kind authenticity, you're definitely at the top of my list for that. Is there any last thing that you think as people think about visiting one of your establishments, becoming an advocate of yours, or wanting to work with you, something that you'd want to leave behind for people to take away? Wow, that's a that's a loaded question. Um, God, 
I think it, I guess it just want everyone to just be grateful, right? It's like, yeah. be grateful that you're there. Be grateful that you're eating food. <laughs> be Incredible <great>. food. <laughs> like, um, you know, but having that mindset already puts us off to a great start. And like, I mean, you embody that. I think I had to like kick you out of the kitchen when I was over there. Cause you were like, all right, what do I got to do? And I'm like, yeah. bro, you don't understand how this, <laughs> you don't understand what you bought here, yeah. you know? But it was like, I love that. Like when we're battling it out of who can be nicer, yeah. now we're, that's the kind of <laughs> battle that I want to have. Like yeah. if, how can I upstage what you're doing and you're trying to do the same thing to me. And it was like, you know, only to better each other and to better the experience that we were having. So like, that's cool. Yes. So, um, so Thanks that's the idea. That. Stop popping on your place to review. Like, you know, you don't need to leave me a negative review. Tell me to my face because I want to make it happen. You know, like yes, I try. Sometimes I have to tell tables like, "Well, I didn't. I don't want you to have a bad time." So I opened a restaurant so that you have a bad time. Like, yeah. but we can work together. Like, I you can also recognize that maybe we make mistakes and maybe things don't go the right way. But like, I want to fix it. Yes. I want you to want to fix it, not to just bash me and tear me down. Um, so if we could all kind of navigate the world that way in any facet that we are in, we'll be all right. I think. Yeah. yeah, I love that. So as you said that, and we'll, let me just add this really quick. What you made me think about is the difference between somebody who has a malicious intention um, and is like intentionally wanting to like make it harder for us or for you or for me or whoever. Right. Um, versus someone who really has the asper the the vision and the aspiration of like us all getting better. And if we're not pleased with something, why not go back and do the things that everybody else did before these ridiculous phones and social media platforms opened up? And we just said, hey, you know, thank you. We were happy to be here. It's our first Friday night out in three months since we had the baby. Like everything seems slow or this was off or, you know, you're, the server seems irritated when I ask questions. Like, why not just say it yeah. to yeah. the person so we could do and something help about them it. get better? Because like it's, yeah. yeah, like I can't do anything when you're at home yeah. at midnight bashing me with a one-star review while you're sitting in front of my face i will like give you the world we to try make and make a list it of right. those people there's some legendary ones don't dig too deep uh, <laughs> chef john restaurateur i call him a serial entrepreneur there's so much more that goes into a restaurant than the food and uh, just someone that I, you know, very fond of, respect a ton, building one of the greatest teams in that industry that I've ever seen. Appreciate and uh, definitely to my boys, Dave, Chef Joe, and Big Will, the Will Experience. I'm going to make t-shirts with that on it. He'd love it. Uh, just what he yeah. Man, hats off to you guys and the teams that you serve and lead. Uh, Much thank love you. and right good back luck. back to you. Thank you. Thanks. Truly. <laughs>